All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's after 4 o'clock. How are you? The halfway point of the Wednesday edition of The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. We always appreciate you uh, joining us for the ride, whether you're in your vehicle on Sports 1440. Maybe you're listening to uh, downloading on the uh, app, whether it's uh, iHeartRadio or Radio Player app, Stingray. Maybe you're listening online, sports1440.ca, or watching at Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, however you are digesting the show, and uh, thank you for taking the time with us. The Gregor Show, of course, is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And uh, hey, remember, you can stay in the game this season to play Alberta. But if you gamble, use your game sense. Go to gamesense.ab.ca. A, the Edmonton owners are taking on the uh, Carolina Hurricanes tonight. They're back in action on a busy slate of games. Uh, Dallas and Florida, Pittsburgh's in Tampa Bay. Vegas is in St. Louis. So a little bit lighter of a but still four games. The owners right now, they're not really worried about the uh, out-of-town scoreboard very much. Uh, they just got to win themselves. And uh, it's a tough test against Carolina, a team that has not been a good matchup for the Edmonton Orders the last few years. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, continue their winning streak tonight. God, I hope they do, just for my hair. Because I'll tell you right now, going from six months down to only have to grow this thing out for three months, oh, tell you, I might be getting buckled tonight. Just I'll be so excited. Woo. We'll see. Uh, let's, uh, 
go around the NHL. Uh, brought to you by McDonald's. The uh, peppermint mocha and the peppermint hot chocolate are back at McDonald's for a limited time. It's a perfect time to uh, warm up with a delicious festive fave. And uh, I meant I learned something about McDonald's today. I can't I can't divulge the location because I think it's top secret. But uh, had a meeting with uh, many of the uh, the local owners of uh, McDonald's earlier today, and uh, I did not know there was one that has like a a location that has a huge like back little private room. Oof. Felt like I was going in there you know, like the Grand Poobah there. Not the uh, uh, the old Flintstone uh, water buffaloes where it's like secretive. It's great. So, and uh, they do a lot of stuff in the uh, community, donating to a lot of uh, amateur sports teams. And of course, there's Ronald McDonald House. And uh, did you know that they're, uh, they're looking at uh, building a second Ronald McDonald House because there's such a huge demand? for it. There's just a massive shortage. And for anybody who doesn't know what the Ronald McDonald House does, it's, it supports all the families when you have kids in the hospital or kids at the stallery and there's just no place to stay. It's close enough uh, for people to, you know, wherever you reside, especially for out-of-town people, that uh, you have a place to try to keep some semblance of normalcy where you can sleep, get some rest. And uh, any parent out there, man, just think about having your child sick like that would be the worst. So, man, that is unbelievable facility. Anyway, uh, Mike Rupp joins us uh, from the NHL Network. Uh, of course, analyst there, uh, the uh, Penguins color analyst, and of course, uh, multiple Stanley Cup winner. Rupper, how you doing, my man? I'm good, Greg. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. Uh, I'm very good. I'm a little on edge today, Rupper. There's a lot on the line tonight, follically for me, okay? So I'll be uh, watching a little bit more intently than normal because I can tell you, uh, as somebody who has a similar hairstyle as myself, imagine growing it out on the sides. I'm going to tell you, after a month, it's brutal. Like, I, ugh, it looks terrible. Like, uh, all my buddies think it's great, but it's, it's not a great look for me. Uh, it kind of sounds amazing, but I can understand from your standpoint it's not. But uh, so yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll be rooting for you through this process, Greg. Hopefully, uh, it'll get better here. Oh, buddy, it's it's like I'm getting a reduced sentence if they win tonight because it drops from six months to three months. It'd be amazing. So, um, I, I guess I, I want to start get your thoughts as an outsider on you know Philip Broberg, a young guy, he's 22. He's frustrated. He wants to play more. I totally get it. There's lots of guys who want to play more, but. Someone make the argument, well, if you want to play more, you got to play better uh, when you get in there. I do think the order should have had him in the minors a few weeks ago. So let's say he gets another six or eight AHL games. His development is not stunted drastically by this at all, but like they got to send him down quickly. And if you're Philip Broberg, like when you get to the American League Rupper, what do you do to ensure that whether it's Edmonton or the other teams watching, that you're somebody that, uh, w- that will garner interest around the league? You got to perform. You got to work. And um, I mean, I think that that's the big thing is how you handle situations. I mean, I've seen situations uh, through my playing days where there's guys that have gone through even like the waiver process. And um, I think teams have passed on those players just to see what the reaction's like, right? Like, and then yeah. they make a move and try to go, you know, try to trade for the player. I think you can learn a lot about a player in that type of situation. And you, you got to go down there and perform, and that's the biggest thing. So, um, you know, it's you almost have to get yourself to a situation where, I mean, there's there's times even when you're playing in the NHL and things aren't going good, you don't know what the future holds, where you almost have to start playing for other teams too. And what that means is just, just it's going to help you with your team as well. Just 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 work hard, do the things you're supposed to do, and, 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 and crank your game up. That's the only way you'll be able to – to get what you want if you ever want to move in this league you got to play good um usually guys 
aren't very uh, <laughs> desirable if they're not working hard or playing good. Yeah, totally fair. So you look at, um, you know, a few teams, Toronto, you know, unfortunately for John Klingberg, man, uh, there's a guy who hopefully is is comfortable in himself because he turned down that seven year, seven million dollars a year deal from Dallas a few years ago that ended up in Arizona and now is having surgery again on his hip and and who knows you know if he's going to come back or not and you know it's, you know it goes from uh, basically nine mil to a guy who had sixty or forty nine mil like that's a that's a pretty big matzo ball if you look at it that way but it does open up an opportunity for the Maple Leafs like they got to be in the mix here to get a right shot defenseman. No, they've got to, and yeah, it's that's tough sledding when you look back at that contract that was offered. We know how kind of things have shaken out since then. Um, you know, they, they they've got to be in the market. They probably were even prior. Uh, I will say, from the team standpoint, I mean, we never want to see injuries, right? But for a team to John Klingberg has not really been a great fit there. Um, again, you want everybody to be healthy still, but maybe this will kind of help the team get more of what they need in regards to the, the decor and, and, and what the struggles of that team are as far as defending, right? So, uh, but right shot defense, and we know when we've heard about some of them that are that are out there and available, there's, there's, there's not a ton. That's what makes them really valuable. I think that that's why um, Luke Shen was such a piece last year, right? And he signed a really nice contract there in Nashville, and um, because of he plays a certain style, it's 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 few and far between. And then being a righty is, as well certainly helps. So um, you know Toronto's in this spot now. Uh, you, you hope the best for Klingberg to kind of get healthy and kind of get his career back going. Um, hopefully he can do that. But the Leafs they've got they don't they don't look great. I mean those not winning in regulation very often is that's a bad look i think come playoff time is um you, you've got to win outright and they haven't been doing it up to this point no uh not at all um it is you know it's still pretty early in the season funny enough and uh because there's you know there's a few teams at the top there's lots of teams that are you know six points out of the race right now if we maybe even four if you go games in hand where you look and say you know what there there's still opportunities for some of these teams now the columbus blue jackets i don't think are gaining ground what are where are you on the uh, Senators and Jacques Martin Rupper coming in as a coaching consultant? Like he hasn't been in the league for a long time. Like, what do you make of this move? It's interesting. I mean, he was obviously had some it was some really good years there in Pittsburgh not too long ago, being on that on that bench. But it's it's a situation where I I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it from two two different ways. Like for me. Does that mean, as a consultant, does that mean that DJ Smith is okay for now? And he's just going to get some help? You know, because, like, think about it from this standpoint. If there was a potential, you know, the idea or the thought of switching coaches, and you go get another coach, and unless you have Jacques Martin is just going to be there and continue to be there, it's just just kind of a weird situation to, to come into, right? Or is it... You know, I also think is it there a way that he gets back behind the bench here and and it kind of becomes that guy. Is this is this something where DJ Smith's looking over his shoulder? It's a, it's a unique situation. We don't see it very often, but you know, right now this is a team that's you know they've underachieved and there's a lot of question marks there. And I we all know DJ Smith on the hot seat and has been. So um, you know, I found it really interesting, but. Uh, this is a guy that's uh, obviously been a part of that organization before, and he's had some 
some success in Pittsburgh in, in, in recent years, and, and we'll see how it ends up uh, working out. But it's it's definitely unique. Oh, I just – to me it's, it seems desperate. Of like we're not sure what we're doing, right? We're going to bring in someone else and, oh, we have a coaching consultant. Like you've had a coach for five years. You've had no success. Like why are you hesitant to do – I guess they're like, well, we don't want to blame the coach. But I'm like, well, it's been the one consistent for your team. I, I, I don't know what the what this Jacques Martin coaching consultant really does. Like I think all I think Robert is it clouds the clouds the waters more. No, I would agree with that. I I think that you it from a player standpoint too. You you wonder and, and you hope to get some. You don't have to be on the inside of knowing everything, but you want to get some idea of what's going on here because it, it to me it, it you kind of are like all right, well, who's in charge here? <laughs> who's leading the ship? You know what I mean? Like, how is it, you know, are we, how are we, how are we operating, you know? And, um, you know, I, I think it put some question marks in there and I, I don't think that's ever a good thing. No, I, I think it's, it's just strange to me. I don't, uh, I wonder what the direction is. If, I, if I'm being cl- completely honest, it just seems from afar that it's like, well, we don't want to make a tough decision. So we're, we're going to kind of make a half pregnant decision. And uh, I, I don't really get it um, at all. The uh, the New York Islanders Lane Lambert uh, came out and said, "Man, to lose that game is a sin." And he had a four one lead with eight minutes left, and you lose to the last place San Jose Sharks, a team who's not offensively gifted. And they score four goals in the last twelve minutes of that game to win. Like, where where are you at with the Islanders? So this is the this is the one thing I saw I saw a tweet. That was out. Are we still calling them tweets? Whatever we're calling sure, yeah. them. You know what I mean? And um, so I saw one probably a week ago. And it just had this rip of third period losses by the New York Islanders. What The leads they've given up four losses um, this season. It was incredible. Like how many there has already been. And for this to happen again, and the fact that it happened in about an eight and a half minute span or whatever the number was, um, you're up three goals. That's bad for any team. And here's the question mark, though. This is the, the Islanders are one of those teams in this league now that I'm becoming more and more concerned about them maybe than any other franchise. And it's not just because of what we just said, because, yes, that's very bad for any team to, to have at the National Hockey League level to give up those leads like that. But isn't this that's supposed to be the one thing this team's good at? right is defending and has been over the last few years like the problem's always been oh they're bland they're too plain jane they're not scoring enough goals they don't you know that the game's changed is different now you can't play that lock it down style well they're not playing lock it down because if they're playing lock it down those eight times or whatever the number is that they've lost in the third period those would probably be six to seven eight wins right so yeah. the, the 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 crush that you always leaned on was hey Lou Lamarillo believes in this style and this group can get it done because of this. Well, this isn't working. Nothing's working right now. And the craziest part about all this, their power play has been really good. And that's the one thing over the last five years. It's like, when the heck is this power play ever going to score a goal? So it's just, it's just bad times right now in New York. And I don't know where you go from here. Oh, man. Like, and I don't blame coaching. I'm sorry if the coach might have to pay the price there. But – there, there's been no change to their roster. They can't score goals. They've never been able to score goals. And that's been their issue. And they didn't change anything. And they're all locked in. Like, you bring in a new coach, it's not magically going to mean you have offensive guys. Unless you think that Lane Lambert is stifling the offense of your team. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't put this on the coach. I, I, I think I, I don't love the build of this team, I, which is really hard to say. Cause if, if you were to give me, and, and I, I look at that roster, there's a lot of players that I love. But as far as the build of the hockey team and how all these players are to complement each other, it's not there, obviously. And so I think that it's, it's beyond time to start kind of changing that. They've got some bad contracts there. I mean, all this being said, you've got what I think is probably the best goalie tandem and has been in the National Hockey League. And that's, that, that's what makes it sting even more, right? Like, they've got that in place. Um, but I, I, I think it's gotten to the point here where I don't, I don't know where you go. I think you've got to start tearing this thing down. That's a good question. I think it's a valid point. I, although I, I don't know if Lou Lamarillo has that belief system, Rupper. No, he, he doesn't. I mean, you could tell by the last number of years of how the one thing I know in, in talking about Lou from playing under him um, is, is him being the general manager. He is very loyal and he is very loyal at times to a fault. And I think this is one of those times he's loved what certain guys did for him, that the way they sacrificed themselves for the team, the way they, you know, were willing to give up some offense to win going to those two Eastern conference finals. And he signed these guys long-term deals and they're not good deals anymore. And he is, is loyal um, as they can get. But right now this group's not getting it done. So now, now what? Like, this is the really tough spot he's in right now with that franchise because uh, you're going to have to go back on some of those things, I think, moving forward. Rupert, always good to catch up with you, my man. We will, uh, we'll be interested tonight. Uh, Vegas, uh, St. Louis playing really well, actually, as long as they score first. It's crazy. They're 12-0 and when they score first, Rupert, and they've only won one game when they don't score first. So uh, I'll tell you, if you're doing any in-game wagering at PlayAlberta.ca, if the Blues score first, whoo-hoo, hammer it. Or if they don't, <laughs> you know what to do. Have a good one, man. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, have a good one, man. Yeah, you bet. Talk later. That is uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. Yeah, that's a crazy stat by the Blues. 12-0 and when they score first. They get scored on first, they can't come back. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, all or nothing for the St. Louis Blues. 424, we'll come back, update you on the month of giving and more on the Jason Greger Show, game day edition, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 428. Welcome back. Game Day and Sports 1440 will get you updated on the month of giving. We've had a good day so far. I want to keep it rolling. Uh, some great packages for you to uh, think about. Uh, you want to dress good. You want to golf. You want to go to the game. We got it all. So uh, that's coming up uh, in a second. But uh, first, we are uh, going to go into the uh, opposing dress room presented by Action Electrical. Family-run business for 50 years now. And they just keep evolving, growing, expanding. And guess what? Solar right now, hey, it's a great way to save money. Awesome way to do it. And you can do it either on your home or your commercial building. There's grants or a way to save money. There's 10-year interest-free loans all through the government. To learn more, go to actionelectrical.net. Uh, the Edmonton Orders uh, taking on one team that they have really struggled against. Uh, uh, this year they got spanked. 
uh, earlier this season against Carolina. And just historically, ever since Connor McDavid's here, they've only won uh, five of 15 games. And uh, two of them came in uh, extra time. Uh, Carolina is actually 10-3-2 in their uh, last 15 against the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Maniscalco, the uh, voice of the Hurricanes, joins us in my, hey, the Hurricanes are really good, Mike. But uh, to be that good against uh, McDavid and, the, and Dreisaitl, it's, it's been pretty rare. You know, Dreisaitl, I, I liked his description. He says, when you play Carolina, usually you have to make three really good hockey plays to generate a scoring chance. And uh, it's funny. They, they lead the NHL in, in shots against per game, but they also have the worst save percentage collectively as a team. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's if you take a look why everybody is wondering why they're not doing what, you know, Boston was doing to start the season. That's pretty much it. And it's because when they do give up a shot, uh, they do give up some you know, high danger chances, whatever you want to call them. Uh, everybody's got a new name for it now. But uh, for me, it is the high danger chance. And, uh, you know, you can give up uh, the, the perfect game for me is the Tampa game where they only give up 16 shots and they allowed eight goals. Or I think it finished at 17 shots when it was all said and done. Uh, it's where do those chances come from? So, you know, shots on goal for me, and uh, I know as an American trying to tell Canadians a stat isn't uh, meaningful, uh, but, you know, shots on goals really don't matter to me because it all depends on where they come from. Uh, when the Canes are at their best and when they're giving up that low amount of shots, that low volume, it's when it's coming from the outside. That's when they're this team that is predicted or at the start of the season, one of the teams everybody thought could win the Stanley Cup. That's when they're at their best. It's when they have those little breakdowns uh, that lead to a great A. They haven't gotten a save, and the goalies would tell you that. But uh, the good thing about this team is they'll also tell you that the forwards need to be in the right position. The defensemen need to gap up better when that happens. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy number when you look at it. But that's one of those things where I think that water will find its level before the season's over. Yeah, I would think so. Now, do you have any update on uh, the health of Freddie Anderson? Nope, no. nothing. No. There is nothing. Yeah, so it's uh, you know blood clots, a very serious situation, and you know they they miss him. Um, the other you know Rant has been a little bit banged up. Uh, Coach Kev, last year, you know a lot of people felt like, geez, this guy might be ready to take over as a starter. Which just I always you know, I'm always cautious, uh, you know, after a ten or fifteen game hot streak, like it's hard to be a goalie. <laughs> you know, you look at outside of maybe seven or eight guys, you have no idea what's going to happen for a lot of goalies from year to year. Um, is it at all a concern goaltending in Carolina? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you look at the numbers, sure, there, there's going to be a concern. But uh, one thing for Pyotr Kochetkov that you need to take when you do the dive in the numbers, Jason, he hasn't played a lot of games in North America. You know, he hasn't played a lot of games in the NHL or the AHL, for fact, of that matter. I believe he's at uh, maybe 40 games total in the NHL. And he was at, if you include his KHL time, uh, when, you know, that's a, a big league, you want to look at it. You know, he was only at about 95 games coming into the year that he had played professional hockey at a, at a high level. So there's still time for him, and he's young. He's been the guy who this year the Canes don't have a, a true AHL affiliate. He's been the guy. The plan is to get him games and give him the opportunity to, you know, be a number one at, at that level, and it just hasn't been able to present itself either due to injuries last year to Freddie Anderson where he came up in November and December and went on a, an absolute heater in the Nets. Uh, to this year where he just hasn't had the opportunity to really take the net. But now he has that chance here again uh, come December. So uh, is he a true number one? You know, I, I think those days are over, don't you, Jason, where we, we look at a guy, you're going to put the saddle on him for 60, 65, and, 
you go from there. But can he be a, a 1A and a 1B combo? Yeah, I think he absolutely can. He's shown the flashes of that. He just he just needs to play more. And that's the, the one thing there that I think if we're going to look at where is the, the goaltending future for Carolina, I, I don't think I have enough written in the book mm-hmm. on Piotr Kochetkov to tell you what the story is going to say. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, how's Svechnikov look since coming back from the injury? Good. Uh, and it's the funny thing is, if you watched in training camp, uh, you wouldn't have known that he was coming back off of a, a major knee surgery and, and ACL repair. But uh, for him, I think it's been a few things. The, the timing is off. It's, it's always the hands when you're talking about goal scorers. Uh, the timing's off then a little bit, but that started to ramp up. Uh, what has been there is the playmaking ability and then the physicality, the physical nature of his game the last five games because he's now going to be playing in game number 16 since returning to the lineup. Last five games, he's really ramped up the physicality. He took a big hit uh, against Tampa, and he got up from it. And I think that's one of those things when you're coming off of an injury. It's not can you hit. It's not how you know, fast can you skate, can you stop. It's you know, how, do you, how do you hold up when you take a hit. And he took a hit, and it was, you know, I don't want to say awkward, but it was one of those things where you kind of you know, hold your breath for a second, and he got up and skated away from it. And from that moment, he's been fine. Look at um, looking at uh, Tavo Teravainen. He's already got uh, you know he's off to a like he's not historically he's never been a huge goal scorer, but he's off to a great start scoring goals. Uh, has he done anything different? Is this just a heater? He's got almost as many goals this year as he had all of last year, and he's on pace to absolutely crush his career high of twenty three. Yeah, he's shooting the puck. Okay. I know that that sounds really odd to say, but uh, since he has put on a Hurricanes uniform. Uh, they have begged him to shoot the puck more. Uh, he has a very good shot, uh, but he considers himself a playmaker first. He, he looks for the pass before taking the shot. But this year, he has adopted more of the shoot mentality. And, and he, there was a guy here who was pretty good at hockey, right? Wayne Gretzky, uh, with the uh, you miss 100% of the yeah. shots you don't take. Also, also Michael Scott in the office. Uh, but to, to that, put a, putting that out there, he's just shooting the puck more. And that's the, the main reason why the goal total has gone up for him. It's not that he's doing anything different. There's no hoodoo going on with him. There's just the fact that he's putting more pucks near the goaltender, and he's always had an accurate, heavy shot. And, and like you said, he's not known for this, but it's because he's really never done it before in his career where he shoots and you know gets four or five shots a game. You know, he'd go – you know, a week with four or five shots. Now he's getting four or five in a game. Yeah, well, okay. So he's shooting more. Um, is this something that was talked about with him that, hey, yeah, you got to start shooting the puck? Oh, yeah. Like like I said, since since his first year, you know, coaching staffs were telling him, shoot the puck. It's okay. You can shoot the puck. So uh, they've, they've been giving him that he's had the green light for years, and it's just this year he's taking full advantage of it. Mike, looking at uh, you know the matchup tonight, Slavin obviously burns. We see their defense pesky. Like man, their defense is so good, and, and they've done their gapping of Slavin on on McDavid has been something that's worked incredibly well for them. But uh, like Oiler fans, when I, w- I was explaining to him earlier, because Carolina crushed him in the first period, they're like, "Oh my!" I'm like, Carolina's first period actually outside of the Edmonton game has been their worst. Like they're getting outscored by six goals in the first, and they've really dominated after. When they have a lead, it's lights out. But any reason why the slower first period for the Canes this year outside of the Edmonton game? No, honestly. And, and that's the thing that I think has befuddled Rod Brindamore more than anything, that uh, this team has gotten off to slow first periods. And, and the funny thing about it, Jason, you can say slow first periods. 
they have had periods where they've given up first periods where they've outshot the opponent 15 to four, uh, you know, 12 to two. And they, they're going into the intermission down one, nothing. And that's frustrating for a team uh, for sure. So I don't know. And, and if I had the answer one, I, I would be sharing it with the, the hurricanes coaching staff. No offense to the fine people here in Edmonton, uh, but, but not with you, but there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, uh, honestly, because, you know, everybody always talks about you want to build a game. This is a team when you get to the third period, they've got 33 goals in the third that's tied with Anaheim for third in the NHL. So, you know, they know how to finish. They know how to close. But uh, there is really no explanation as to why they, they don't put the puck in the net with more regularity in the first period. They don't do anything different. Uh, honestly, if you watch their games, that's the, the thing about this team, Jason. It's their consistency that they don't come off their game. They hound pucks. What you talked about what they do with Connor McDavid when you have Jacob Slavin or when you can roll the, the Pesci-Shea pairing out there. They gap up. They take time and space away. They're heavy on pucks, and they do it from the start. But for whatever reason, uh, they just have had a problem of, of finding a way of burying the puck in the first period. Last one, um, you look at the Canes overall, and you know what, despite the save percentage and everything else, because they're still middle of the pack in goals against average, and I think once their uh, save percentage uh, improves, which is going to be hard because they don't give up a ton of shots. So, uh, you know, I was doing the numbers. Yeah. Uh, their goalie allows three goals in a game, which isn't much in today's NHL, but it looks like a terrible save percentage because they only face 24 shots on average, right? Sometimes it's harder to be a goalie in that system. But if you look at their team at the trade deadline, how aggressive do you think the Canes are going to be? And do you think they will go out to try to find another score? Because I don't think defense is their issue, right? And I'm not saying that overall offense is, but like, it's hard to find a game breaker, but I still think that's the one thing they lack. You know, the the funny, that's, that's uh, what everybody talks about. And and yes, on paper, they do not have a McDavid or a dry sidle. That's sure. That's clear. But this team's averaging three and a half goals a game. So it's not like they're, you know, oh, golly gee, they're averaging, you know, less than two goals a game, and that's really the problem. Uh, they, they can score, and they get it from everybody. Like, it's the strength is in the numbers. The defense puts pucks in nets. Last year, the Canes' blue line led the NHL in goals, and they're right up there again this year in goals scored by defense. And you get contributions up and down the lineup. So, I mean, would it be great to go get a goal scorer? Like you said, they don't grow on trees, and the cost for them, is prohibitive. So if somebody comes available, uh, the one thing that under uh, Don Waddell, the general manager and president of the team, and uh, Darren York, assistant general manager, and, and Eric Telskin, and Tom Dundon is the owner, they kick every tire and they turn over every rock. So if there's something there and they feel that this would make the team better, if they feel it's a, a score or a player like that, they're in on, on everything. Uh, they, they really are. You know, they're making phone calls. Last year they were in on Vladimir Tarasenko before the Rangers, you know, upped the, the offer and, and landed him. So, yeah, that's something I could see them do. I, I can – when anybody asks me a question about the Canes and making a move – the answer to me is always, yes, I can definitely see them doing that because they look at everything. And if you would have asked me that question about a goalie, take a look at what they did in the offseason, Jason. Nobody thought that they needed another defenseman, and they went out and they signed They signed yeah. Dmitry Orlov to a two-year deal. So that's why when, when people ask uh, about what the Canes, everything I think is on the table for them. They do their research and do their due diligence until they either figure, yeah, this is the right price and we need to make this move, or uh, that's, as, as you mentioned, Trying to get one of those guys, it, it's pretty costly. So it has, it has to be a move that makes sense for the Canes. And where do you drop them in the lineup? Mike, thanks for this, man. We'll see you at the rink. Have a good one. 
You got it, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Mike Maniscalco, the uh, voice of the Hurricanes, uh, in town tonight. Tough test, man. Make no mistake. Now, the owners are playing really well. Hey, Carolina, it's a tough test against Edmonton, too. So, but uh, this, like the Canes, just be prepared. They shoot from everywhere. So you got to be prepared for that. And it's funny. They shoot a ton, and they don't give up a lot of shots. Like, you got to be patient. I, re- I, I really like Dry Settle's explanation. It goes, it basically feels like you got to make three really good hockey passes to get a good scoring chance. Essentially saying you got to work really hard to create your chances, and rarely is Carolina going to gift you one. However, remember we had Rod Brindamore on the show yesterday, the head coach, and he said, well, one of our issues has been that this year, when while we don't give up a lot of chances, when we do, we've been giving up more grade-A chances, in his estimation. Now he's obviously, I think, got high standard, because if you go to sportlogic.ca, you know who's giving up the fewest high-danger chances in the league? Carolina Hurricanes. So, <laughs> you know, now the coach has obviously uh, high standards, and and maybe it was early on in the year that they were doing that, and uh, you don't forget that as a head coach. But uh, I think chances will be uh, hard to come by tonight at times. Now, quickly, let's update in the uh, month of giving. We got to get some more bids in here. So we got uh, package one and two. Each are both at two thousand dollars, which is great. The ultimate made to measure experience. From uh, Mr. Dirk, where you got uh, two uh, hand-picked outfits by Sterling Blazer, shoes, jeans, etc. Also, an additional $500 in uh, gift cards to uh, GC shirt, ties, accessories, everything you want, right? Uh, that in itself is uh, is two grand. Then you get all the tailoring included, right? You get a jacket you want to tailor, take it in your pants, whatever. Also, the in-store consultation to ensure uh, everything in your wardrobe is good, that maybe you're not missing any of the new cool trends in fashion because Sterling knows it better than anyone. And, heck, even if you need beard grooming trips, there's very few guys that have a better beard than Sterling. He'll do all of that. So currently Connor has that, not Hallie. Another Connor at 2G. Uh, the golf experience at the ranch, golf and country club. You got uh, you know, 10 rounds uh, with yourself and use wherever you want with a all of the uh, driving range, power card, etc. Then you'll have a day where you and two of your buddies are going to tee it up with their head pro, Sean Percy. He'll get off his wallet. He's buying you lunch and your beverages. And if you want some in-course instruction on your game, he can help you out, certified professional. And then another day, you and a buddy are going to go and you're going to tee it up with GM Murray McCourt, uh, Kevin Karras from uh, Sports 1440 right here. And uh, you have a spirited match if you like. And also those two will be uh, providing you uh, lunch and beverages. And uh, a few stories, some... And uh, maybe a few new jokes from Carius could use a few. And uh, that's also at uh, $2,000. As uh, now that comes in the uh, 2G on that one's from Terry. And uh, we have a, a special package just came in. Uh, it's uh, $600. It's four seats in the loge. So a loge table, tonight's game. And it's at 600 bucks. And uh, Bones just came in at 2100 so uh, there we go, 2100 on the uh, Dirks package. So we're off and running 833-401-1440. is where you can bid in our Jiffy Lube inbox. 450, how are you? Gregor and Hallie with you as it's time for five questions brought to you by The Brick. You can uh, save up to $1,400 right now on sofa, $1,700 on sectionals, and 25% off home entertainment, furniture, and fireplaces. Right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. 
It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. First game back for the Oilers in a while, taking on the Hurricanes. What do you think against this Hurricanes team is the biggest key to victory? Well, you got to be disciplined, man. You, uh, you And when I say discipline, I'm not talking about taking penalties, although obviously you don't want to take too many penalties. It's just Carolina comes at you in waves, and you have to be prepared for their onslaught because that's what they do. Like, they look at them. Look at their shots for and against. They don't. They have the puck a lot, so you've got to be patient. You can't make turnovers and just give them the puck back easily because you might never get it again. They shoot from everywhere. They crash the net, so you got to be prepared to battle. I think the key for the orders, honestly, five days off. You know, just make sure you, you aren't sluggish in the first ten minutes because if you get behind, not saying it's impossible, but it's hard to come back on Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, best players got to be the best players. Uh, we've seen McDavid and Drysaddle pick up their play. Uh, obviously, a lot of rest. Got to have a good start, and I, I just think the best players got to lead this group, and the rest will fall into place. So best players got to be their best players. Question number two. This might be a tough subject, and I apologize for bringing it up, but whenever the Hurricanes come to town, I think Oilers fans have some bad memories from 2006. So I want to ask you and everyone else. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There to text into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. What is your worst memory as a sports fan? My worst memory. Your worst Jeez. memory. Um, you might have suppressed it, but take it out. You go first. It's easy for me. I mean, two thousand six was tough. I will say, eighteen, nineteen years old. I don't even remember Game Seven. I've I forgot about it totally, but also uh, Chargers and Patriots playoff game where uh, Marlon McCree intercepted Tom Brady. Game would have been over. Probably the best team the Chargers ever had, 14-2. and LT was MVP, and Marlon McCree decided to run back an interception. He fumbled it. Patriots recovered, went on to win the football game. That, to this day, I in some circles of Chargers fans, you can't even mention Marlon McCree. He was a good player, but man, he made one really bad mistake. I look at, 
geez, I was young, probably like 12, the uh, Steve Smith goal. And I remember watching it. But what made it so tough was, A, it was Calgary, and you hated Calgary. But it was Steve Smith's reaction. Like, you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, look how much it's crushing him. That's what I remember. Yeah, those are uh, coming in here already, and someone has the helmet catch. So clearly not a Giants fan. Strutty, maybe his favorite sports moment. Uh, Question number three here. Scroll down so far. Uh, Tyson Berry, apparently on the trade block out of Nashville. Where do you think it would be a good landing spot for him if he does or when he gets traded out of Nashville? That's a really good question, man. Um, You have to go to a team that needs a third-pair defender who can help your power play because that's that's what his skill set is. And if I look at – if I'm going through – like the Islanders are a team that can't score, but they don't need a defense. So they got guys who can move the puck on the back end. That that's not their issue. So, um, it's a good question. Like I look at, it's funny that the teams whose power plays are terrible, they've got guys that should be good on the back end, and Carlson and Latang and Carl and and uh, Carlson in Washington, right? So that I, I don't see a fit in either in either Washington or or Pittsburgh. So you look at other teams that are competitive, like. You know who actually probably could use him? The Calgary Flames power play. I, I would say that. And, you know, other teams that, that I think might be competitive. Like, I don't like I don't think he fits in the wild. Definitely not the Kings. Like, yeah, it's a good question, man. Like, he's probably going to, he might have to go to a bottom team, to be honest. Do we have any update on Dougie Hamilton? Um, he's out uh, indefinitely, but they have Nebich. He it's came Nebich, up and he yeah. had the two points right away. So I think they're going to. I'm going to think they're going to run with him for a little bit. Because that was the spot I thought maybe if you want a, a veteran there, Jersey might be a good spot. A guy who could you know probably fit into any room in the NHL and be one of the most liked guys. But yeah, that that's kind of the spot that I thought might work. Uh, question number four. This one came to me because uh, Brandon Douglas from the Kevin Carrier Show asked me if I knew or if I enjoyed the Monday Night Football theme song with, I believe, Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg doing In the Air tonight? I didn't even know. I'm usually rushing to Monday Night Football at the Canadian Brew House, so I don't get a chance to listen. But what is your favorite TV sports theme of all time? We're talking Monday Night Football, Thursday Night, Sunday Night, any of the NHLs, Hockey Night in Canada. What tops the list for you? I'm probably going to be boring and just go with the <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada theme because that's the one that's most memorable for me. Like, can I, can I use the Brass Bonanza, though? Because that's obviously my favorite. I mean... I'm talking like TV broadcast, you know, the song that gets everyone fired up. I don't know if Brass Bonanza falls into it, but Hockey Night in Canada is a good one. I'll probably go, I always like the NHL on ESPN. I thought that is a good little jingle. And then also, was it NBC's College Basketball? Another one I was a big fan of. And final question for you today, Gregor. Uh, filmmaker Jude Apatow celebrates his birthday. Of all his films that he's had any part in, do you have a favorite? Hmm. I don't know, man. Honestly, he's not a guy that really stands out to me. Like I had to look him up, to be honest. So I don't know if I have a um, a role. Like maybe more of him as being a director. Like Forty Year Old Virgin, I guess. Like I like. So do I like one of his flicks? I'd say that one. Not necessarily. Um, you know. Yeah, I would have to go with that one probably. I'm trying to. Although. Was he part of Ron Burgundy? 
Did he? Was he? Was he one of the? He producers? was a producer. Yes. So does that? Does that count? I said anything he was a part oh, of. So okay. yeah, well, you can I definitely. Would, go then with I would that. go with Anchorman. I mean, you could like Freaks and Geeks. He was a part of. Uh, Never seen it. Never. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't really mean it. Only had like one season, so not too many people did. Uh, he also produced Superbad, so that would be in the conversation oh, for me. Yes. But uh, I, I probably lean Pineapple Express. Ooh. I love that movie. It's stupid, but I, I'm a big fan of it. And also, uh, another one that should get a little bit of credit here for me, uh, Popstar. Never Stop Popping with Adam, uh, or not Adam, Andy Samberg. Another dumb one, but very funny. Oh, yeah, so he's got a lot. He did This Is 40, so mm-hmm. he has a lot of the, you know, he's you know, a funny guy. I, Burgundy was just so over the top that it made it made me laugh a lot. That's what I enjoyed about that show. So, Talladega Nights, another one. Look at this. Hey guys, the Dutch national anthem at the end of every F one race. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a Max Verstappen fan. <laughs> hey guys, uh, the riders too many men in the field denied a great cup. The worst from LB. Oh, that is a good one. Hey guys, what about Ben Johnson testing positive? Worst sports memory from uh, KT. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. Hey guys, my worst memory is the <laughs> the O seven to O fifteen orders. <laughs> uh, hey guys, bad memory the day the orders fired uh, Woodcroft from uh, Gordon, going recent. Now that honestly, this one this one is hard to beat because think about it for a second as a sports fan. I don't think there's any other fan base. That can relate to this because it is pain and then pain again and then pain again and then pain again. Guys, four straight Super Bowl losses for the Bills. Wide right, always worst memory from uh, Manny D of Bills Mafia. Uh, you know what, dude? That one, that one wins. There's no, like, I know that Toronto hasn't won in, since 67. I get it. But they haven't lost four years in a row in the final. Like, you're close. You were right there. Now, you got blown out once, but obviously Norwood, everyone remembers it. Well, not everyone, but most sports fan will remember that kick. But that is, like, that's a kick to the junk. Like, they were so good. Look how many Hall of Famers they had on those teams. They were really good teams. And you and just, you would think the odds of, well, you know, get one of them. None. Oh. Like, and you have a lot of success and then you go and you okay, well, we lost the first one. Now we're back. Ooh, geez, lost the second one. Now we're back again. All right, we're here. Lost the third one. Oh. And the other thing is, Cons, you have a two-week buildup every time for that game. Oh, honestly, Bills Mafia, I can't think of a fan base that would have endured, like for four straight years of just kick you in the junk because when like losing the final, I'm sorry, it's different than not even winning a championship. Because you're there, and trust me, the Bills still haven't won. But they had four in a row. God, that is tough, man. That is, uh, that's really tough. The Ben Johnson one, that's uh, I would agree for sure. That's uh, that one stings too. When we come back, uh, Mark Spector, uh, we'll update the final hour month of giving. We had great. So we always like to finish strong in the final hour of the show. Bones is at 2100 on the Dirks. We have uh, Terry at 2000 on the uh, Ranch. 
uh, golfing and uh, 600 bucks from Pat for the uh, four low seats tonight. Pretty sweet deal. You get the low table. You want to go to the game? Orders and Hurricanes. Orders could win five in a row. And remember that game, 7.30 start, but really it's closer to 7.50. If you're, in case you're wondering about your time, you'll have lots of time. You won't miss puck drop. It's on TNT, 7.50. Let's get to the comments. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace, legacyheating.ca. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 